Hello, and welcome to a triple scary episode of We Only Look Thin. I am one of your hosts, Donald Weigel, and I have lost about 100 pounds. And with me today is... Catherine Weigel. I'm triple inspiring, and uh, I have lost about 140 pounds. Wow. Naturally. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Or supernaturally? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we still say spooky things on November 1st? Yeah, well, technically, technically, Technically. this episode is being released on Halloween. It will come out, like, very late Halloween day. Yeah, if you're, uh, depending on where you are in the world, it's either November 1st or October 31st, so many days, so many different ways to take this. But, See, uh, I think November 1st is actually even scarier. Oh, no. We don't talk about that, do we? You know why? Because I'm making it up. No, it's actually <laughs> scarier. This is a great segue, Donald. Congratulations. Thank you. I um, did it on purpose. Uh, today is November 1st, and uh, you might have some seasonal candy. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, it would be a shame to waste, Donald. It would be a shame to waste. You call it Halloween candy, but nay. Nay. It is November 1st candy, Mm -hmm. and November 1st candy is not a thing. Uh, If you This is tip of the week. We're just throwing it out at you. Yeah, like, you know, I know a lot of people don't believe in actual magic, but on (laughs) Halloween day, the candy is Halloween candy. Yes. On it's November imbued 1st, with the power of it's uh, the power Halloween. of Halloween. It's <laughs> Halloween. I must have candy. November first, it's just regular old candy. It's it Monday. Transforms into, into regular old just, candy. It's just Monday candy. It's just Monday candy. <laughs> you don't need to buy it on discount at your CVSs, your Targets, your whatever discount stores. Nobody needs discount candy. Pay a premium for yeah. your candy. Yeah, you should be paying more for your candy. And yeah. you know, you know what actually is a bargain mm. not having all of those calories and then later on having all the health consequences but that's of them. the thing you go like oh i don't want to waste it but you're adding time on to your sentence of uh of actually well, losing weight isn't a sentence is an opportunity but you're just extending your kick in the bucket down the road yeah you're not solving the world's hunger problems by eating mini snickers bars no no <laughs> problems are being solved they're just being created so um we have said this before it's monday candy it's not halloween candy please do yourself a favor and throw it in the trash we've talked about it before there are also donation places because apparently uh, our troops need candy uh so you can send them there but please just throw it out some dentist office even like pay kids by the pound to, yeah. to turn it in we don't need- yeah and a couple episodes ago we uh we put a link in the show notes to a place you can you can donate your candy to the armed forces um and uh make it their problem <laughs> <laughs> in the buck. Uh, so yeah, so get rid of it. Um, but you know, as as we are coming out with this episode, we wanted to uh, to drop some truth on you, some very upsetting truth. I told Donald this truth last night. He was very upset by it. Yeah, but I you, don't even remember what it was. Oh, good. You <laughs> I'm to be still mad upset about all it all over again. Yeah. So if you are listening to this episode on November first, October thirty first. Oh, now I we're, remember. <laughs> we're staring down the. The, uh, the narrow path to 60 days left in the year 2021. Why do I have such a sense of panic over it, that? Like, what what difference does it, it make? It is a molten lava like, flow Rationally, it doesn't you. matter that there's only 60 days left in the year. But for some reason, I feel this panic. I'm like, oh, my goodness, what do I have to show for this year? <laughs> I know. No, but in uh, Walt's place, uh, We Only Look Thin Place, our online accountability group, we have been talking a lot about planning for the weeks ahead. And sometimes when we do things like have 
Halloween, we forget that there are other opportunities, food attunities, if you will, for food farther down the line in the year 2021. For example, you might not remember this, but in uh, the US of A, we are, do we celebrate daylight saving time? I don't know. But in a week from now, <laughs> I celebrate it. I have parties. I have get togethers. We're, we're falling back in a week, everybody. And that is often a time where people struggle. They think, I got through Halloween. Yip a doodle doo to me. But then daylight savings time goes away. And then it's dark at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Suddenly you're hungry earlier. Suddenly it's too dark to work out after work. And everyone goes into some sort of vortex of like, oh no, I forgot this was happening. We had an episode called 360 five surprises Mm -hmm. go back and listen to it donald will tag it sorry donald yeah yeah more work for me i love it but we've got daylight saving time we've got veterans day we've got thanksgiving hanukkah christmas and a myriad of other potential fallbacks that uh, we might even forget friendsgiving day people do that that's a new (laughs) word uh but we have other opportunities to uh to eat food later in the year And if we don't remember those days, we might think, oh, no, got to finish all the candy right now. But guess what? Veterans Day candy's coming. You got to wait for that. Yeah. You know, on the one hand, there's only 60 days left in the year. On the other hand, there are 60 days left in the year. 60 opportunities. And you've got 60 opportunities to do this in a way that will make you proud of yourself or to do this in a way that will make you shameful to yourself. And I know which one I want to (laughs) do. Well, and we're actually doing a 90-day habit chart in Walt Place. And I took the chart and I actually did sort of a little yellow highlight around each potential day that I knew was coming up that was going to be a challenge. And out of the 90 days, I had already earmarked about 20 days of potential challenges. That takes me down to a 78% success rate if I did all of the other days perfectly and on plan. Guess what? I've already had two extra days tacked on there, last night being one of them, and <laughs> I went over my calories a little bit. So it's a good reminder that there are other challenges coming my way, and it is my best interest. I have the opportunity to stick to my plan uh, on just normal Mondays, normal Tuesdays. Uh, so that's what we have to say about that. I think we've, we've, yes, we've done indeed. it. We've done it. We've done it, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Oh, no, wait. We have a whole episode of uh, stuff to talk about. We do. So this is the third part of our Creature Triple feature. Even in November 1st, we're sticking with the uh, the Halloween thing. Um, and uh, the first part was Village of the Darned, because we don't curse on this no, show. No, we don't. And uh, it was all about being trapped in a uh, circle of uh, making the same mistakes over and over again. And thinking that it's the place that matters, but actually it's you that matters. You're the one in the Darned. You are trapping yourself. Uh, and then we introduced you to your inner toddler in the next episode uh, children of the candy corn (laughs) and uh, that was all about how when you're tired you're cranky uh, you fall back upon the habits that you uh, that you formed when you were a toddler and how your inner toddler is actually the scariest monster of them all the monsters are always people everyone the monsters are always Always people. people so this week This is a more hopeful episode as we come out of the scary Halloween season. We're going to move into the how do I break this cycle? How do I 
get past my inner toddler? How do I stop making these mistakes over and over again? Indeed. And at the end of the last episode, I made the amazing analogy that we are all werewolves. Ah. Uh, Werewolves are highlighted during the Halloween season, but they live all year long. Every month, they come up with the same challenges Yeah, not eating people. Like they know when the full moon is coming that they're going to do horrible things. So they need to prepare for those horrible things. Like they can't just be like, oh, I had no idea the full moon was coming. That goes sort of back to the 365 surprises thing. Yeah. When we act as though we are a victim of our own choices, we take away the responsibility that we have to plan for those situations. So as we said, ha ha ha. uh, If you're a werewolf, you can Every month go, oh, no, I did it again, much like Britney Spears. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> um, but because this is not our first rodeo, we know that challenges are coming our way. Saying that we're a new person, promising we'll never do it again, we've learned our lesson, that is a short-term sort of um, salve on a bigger problem. And if we just say we're never going to do it again, it doesn't actually mean we have a plan in place to improve in the future. Now, I found, um, I was researching the um, episode a couple of episodes ago. I found an article by a um, a woman, Dr. Alice Boyce, um, on Psychology Today. I will link to the article. And she goes through five steps, uh, which we'd like to talk you through and relate them to uh, weight loss and fitness, because that's what we do, of how to break your circle of, you know, break that cycle of making the same mistakes over and over again. And as we mentioned at the end of the last episode, the thing that people try to do that just doesn't work all the time is to make a declaration, to stand up and plant a flag and say, I am never going to do that again. And it just doesn't work. You are throwing out intentions without actually having an action plan. Right. So we we make this proclamation and we feel like it's urgent. We feel like it's important and we have great resolve after we, you know, maybe do some werewolving around yes. the place. Yes. Um, We've just finished werewolving. <laughs> Donald hates it when you turn uh, nouns into verbs. So <laughs> too bad. So sad for you. And but we think our future selves will be magically imbued and better equipped to manage challenges just because we think we've learned our lesson. But that's not, you know, being scared straight isn't the way that people actually make progress. Yeah. I mean, I think that we have been uh, sort of taught by movies and TV shows that people just have these epiphanies one day and then they've like change overnight. And Um, That just isn't really how it works. You have to actually work on yourself. And as we've talked about lots of times, like we've both lost a lot of weight and kept it off for a pretty good chunk of time right now, but we are not fixed. Like we're not like, we're not just like perfect now. We don't just do (laughs) the right things all the time now. It is a constant struggle that we have to work on all the time. Exactly. A promise is not a plan. Boom. Yeah, no, I really like that one. So what do you do? The first thing that you do, according to Dr. Boyce, is develop strategies for prevention. So for example, if you know, like me, that you tend to make your worst choices at night, how can you prevent yourself from, you know, 
doing the thing where I'm in air quotes good all day and then suddenly at night I just lose it and I'm eating, you know, tubs of stuff out of the refrigerator. One of the things that I do that I learned was, well, why not take advantage of that early morning resolve that I have and eat my healthiest, most filling, protein-filled foods in the morning? And I even personally, I don't even really eat in the morning. I start with those foods during the day, and then I save a lot of calories for the end of the day so that I actually have a a chunk of calories that I can eat before bedtime. And then I throw my treats into that section of the day so that I know that I'm, I'm getting close to bedtime. And it really has helped me prevent that. Like, if I know I have all of these calories to look forward to at the end of the day, then I have something to stop myself from binging because I actually can eat them and not feel the guilt and shame around it. Well, and for me, uh, conversely, I do eat in the morning. Yay me. See, it's different. Different, but it's okay. Everybody does something differently. Yes. Knowing where. Not all werewolves are the same. No. (laughs) They're like snowflakes. Yeah. Um, But for me, I enjoy uh, overindulging in the evening as well. So for me, pre-planning my treat at night, not saying I'm never going to have cookies, never going to do the thing. Yeah. It is in my best interest to pre-track my indulgence and then actually put it in a little container so that I'm not squirreling around in the kitchen late at night looking for treats like I did last night. <laughs> See, I'm human just like you. Yeah. Uh, a human werewolf. Werewolves are humans too or something. <laughs> um, but for me, planning in advance is much better than being, you know, like at the end of the night, like, oh, no, I keep doing the same thing again. It's like, of course, there's, there's 365 opportunities to be surprised. Yeah, it's not for a surprise. sure. And then the next step in this plan is to make sure that you're making these plans when you have the mental energy and the time to do it. You can't wait until you're frazzled and that you're too busy and that you're making snap decisions or you're super tired to come up with a rational good plan to prevent yourself from doing these habits that you don't want to do. And so make sure that you put aside the time, the mental energy, and part of that for me is making a lot of my decisions in the morning or the day before or you know, really getting a good night's sleep. One of the keys to losing weight and keeping it off that I think hardly anyone ever talks about is actually being rested and getting a good night's sleep and going to bed early. That has really been beneficial for me and no one likes it, (laughs) but it has really helped me a lot. And so putting aside that time and mental energy um, to actually make your plans is really one of the magical keys to making this happen. Well, and I used to talk about this too, about how I would leave work starving and then go get our daughter from school. And I wouldn't eat anything. I'd be really, really hungry. I'd pick her up. She'd lose her lunchbox, a shoe, a tooth, (laughs) like a patch of hair. We'd have to go around campus trying to find all of the bits. (laughs) Make her sound like a zombie. Um, But then, you know, that would be 20, 25 minutes extra at school trying to find lunchbox pieces. Yeah, for sure. And then by the time I get home, I would be angry and starving and annoyed. Like five days a week, this would happen. And guess what? And I go, oh, gosh, this is never going to work out. I'm never going to. And then, you know what? 
What if you ate something before you left work so that you weren't hungry and starving? What? What? How does that work? But it, like, <laughs> but it's just a small thing I could do. Yeah. And then guess what? And then I'm not following the same cycle of like the domino effect of getting dominoes uh, because I was starving and angry every day. Like we know what's going to happen and we can take some time when we're not in the middle of it. Going, oh gosh, I'm never, no, this is never going to work out. In the, in the sober light of day, early in the morning when you're full of energy going, how can I make this better today? Yeah. And, and these plans and strategies are highly personal and highly individualized. Like I had to become like an anthropologist of myself. Yeah. Like gorillas in the mist. And, and like gorillas in the mist. And I had to almost just sort of observe myself and what I was doing with, you know, and be really honest about what I was doing and why I was doing it and all of the lies I was telling myself and come up with plans. And a lot of them didn't work at first. A lot of experiments I tried were the wrong thing, but I knew that eventually I could stumble upon the formula, so to speak, to make all of this work. And so I changed and changed and changed, and I'm still changing. I'm still mixing up the things I eat and when I eat them to, to see what works best for me. And and this is what you're going to have to do for yourself as well. Yeah. In the book, uh, Tiny Habits by B.J. Fogg. Oh, friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> friend of the show. He talks about experimenting with different solutions for a particular problem. And the great news is, and this is something I used to do, or this is the bad news, and then I'll give you the good news. The bad news is before I... If, if I tried something and it didn't work out, I would just say, see, I'm doomed. This oh, is yeah. it. This is the only, like, oh, gosh, see, it's never going to work. But he suggests trying something out and just seeing it like Donald said, okay, that didn't work. What else can I try to make it work? And when you have more options for yourself and don't see it as a fail or pass rather than like, oh, okay, well, that didn't work. I'll try something else. It's about adapting and seeing what does actually stick after a while because not everything is going to work for everyone. And just because something works for me and Donald doesn't mean it's going to work for you. Doesn't mean it's going to work for anybody, but you can just try new options. And that growth mindset actually really does matter because instead of just being a victim, like, see, it's never going to turn out. It's that didn't work. What else can I try? Now, through all of this, as we mentioned before, there are going to be things that just still rear their ugly heads from time to time. I, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I am not fixed. I still fall back into all of these habits sometimes. Now, I have systems in place to get myself back on track, and a lot of it's just all in my head. But that brings us to the next point that Dr. Boyce makes in her article, develop strategies to minimize harm. Yeah. And if I find myself in a situation where I'm at work much, much later than I thought I was going to be and I didn't bring enough food with me for the day, I keep an emergency I shouldn't say emergency. I Good keep luck. a frozen meal for luck. A good in, luck frozen meal. <laughs> in the freezer at work. And I have made a promise to myself that I will, in those situations, I will probably go over my calories, but I'm only going to eat what I consider to be real food, like actual food, not not candy, not chips, not junk, because I know that as soon as I open the door to those sorts of things, I can really pound on the calories quickly if I'm if I'm eating those high 
taste high calorie foods. But if I eat like actual real food that will fill me up, like actual meals, even if it's not the best low calorie food, even if it's something like pizza or or tacos or something, I know that that's still going to minimize the damage compared to me diving headfirst into a bag of mini candy bars. Yeah, I know. I've told this story before, but uh, I went and saw Taylor Swift in concert. Oh, yeah. Which is really not my Gen X uh, Nirvana self would not be happy with that We brought up Britney choice. Spears and Taylor Swift Man, on this we're, show. We're, we're like, we're super hip and with it. Yeah, we, it's a bop, everybody. <laughs> um, but OK, so I went and saw Taylor Swift in concert and I was being so good. Being so good, Donald. Yeah. They had art, like artists and food trucks there and, and you know, signature cocktails. And uh, I said, oh, no, no, I'm good. I'm not going to have any. It's going to be, I'm not going to do that to myself. Yeah. I did, I did, so I didn't eat anything. So you made like a declaration that you yeah. weren't going to do it. Yeah. I made a declaration. Uh, I felt so, uh, so powerful and so, uh, so chaste. And uh, then I got home. And then I ate like 1,500 calories of cookies. Yeah. Turns out if I just had the dis- delicious sandwich and maybe a single cocktail, I would have been satisfied. I could have – okay, it's fine. That's dignified. I'm making yeah. a choice that's like, okay, well, I ate food. I ate, ate dinner and a cocktail. Instead, I just like squirreled around eating our daughter's like checks Mix at home. It was not a classy move for me. Like if I had just leaned into it and indulged and enjoyed, I wouldn't have sabotaged later. Yeah, and and that is a good example of one of the strategies. Another example would be to just don't have those bingey things where they're easy to get late at night at home. Like, oh just gosh. don't keep them in the house. Like, I have had to learn that the hard way, sometimes over and over again, to not do that. Um, and related to what you say, uh, what you said, I think that brings us to the last section of the article where uh, Dr. Boyce says, understand your seemingly irrelevant decisions. How do my decisions affect anything that happens, Donald? I just live my life. Let me explain. (laughs) So sometimes we make decisions that seem like they have nothing to do with our our health, our fitness, the the, uh, eating plan that we're trying to be on. And then we end up getting sabotaged by them. So the you were just giving an example earlier of leaving the house hungry. You go pick up our kid. You're out 25 minutes longer. Uh. What are you going to do? I used to do this all the time. I would, I would leave without having a food plan. I would you know, go to run errands. I would end up at the second place and suddenly just be starving and... Part of me knew this was going to happen. Oh, no. It would be a great excuse to stop and get fast food somewhere. And because I had no choice, oh, what I'm else starving. was I going to do? I was dizzy. So are you telling me that I made uh, three dozen Valentine cookies for our daughter's second grade class and then ate half of the cookie dough on purpose, Donald? I am we- telling you that you did that out of the goodness of your heart. No, you did it on purpose just yeah, to eat the dough. No, yeah, no, I definitely would be, oh, no, I'll make the baked goods. Oh, oh, I ate half of it? What? How is this happening? Who knows? Yeah, and I, I found um, another uh, article about a, uh, a phenomenon called self-handicapping that people do all of the time. And um, there's a clinical definition here, which I won't, I won't read uh, to put you to sleep. But the classic example of it is that you see stay up too late yeah. the night before a test. And 
What that does is it allows you to, in the morning, if you do great on the test, you can take extra credit for yourself and say to yourself, well, I, you know, I stayed up so late and I still did great on the test. My actions have no consequences. Exactly. But if you fail that test, then you can blame it on staying up too late the night before. So this gets you an out so you don't have to take full responsibility for, for how well you did. And- I used to do this with food choices all the time and exercise choices all the time. I would be at work and I would have a stressful day and I would be like, I just need to stay up for a couple of hours watching Seinfeld. And then I would wake up the next day. I wouldn't have time to exercise. I wouldn't have time to prep any food. I would be tired all day. I would make bad food choices and I could blame it on work, making me too tired to make those good choices so that I didn't have to take responsibility for myself and my own actions. Yeah. And, you know, and we see our patterns, you know, unfortunately, when we're living our lives, it's hard to see our own faults. We like to see ourselves as martyrs, as like, oh, we do it all. Nobody else can do it. You know, I can't change anything. What am I supposed to do? And when we step back and see that we do have the opportunity, opportunity to actually craft the lives that we want for ourselves as actual grown-ups, it really changes our lives. And do you do things like over-schedule yourself? Yeah. Do you do things like over-volunteer for things? Are you the one who, you know, volunteers to make the cookies, like Catherine said? Are you the one who's volunteering to host the dinner with people over so that you know you'll have all of this leftover food that you're going to eat? Like, I used to do things like that all the time. Well, not the volunteering for things, but (laughs) I used to do things like that all the time where I would just set myself up for failure because it would give me a great excuse to do what I really wanted, which was to eat all the food. Well, and on the irrelevant decision things, these are the things that I do. I realize I, you know, I do that thing of like, oh, I'm going to have a great breakfast. We're going out to breakfast. I'll do great. Um, I'll sit next to our daughter. Why? Well, she's getting pancakes. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, she eats like one piece of pancake. You and seem then, like such a good mom who wants to sit next to her oh, daughter. Oh, so loving. Yeah. But I find that when I sit next to her at breakfast and then they take like one nibble of the pan, I am so full. I couldn't eat anymore. Yeah. Well, it'd be a shame to waste the pancakes. Yeah. So here I am ordering, you know, like the single poached egg and then I end up eating all the pancakes anyway. Like- That like getting like, oh, well, I'll get it for the table. Like the table wants an appetizer. The table wants a bread basket. I know. Oh, no. Now I'm eating it. What a surprise. Yeah. It happens over and over again. So now a bad mother. I get get that kid away from me at breakfast. Get the kid on the other side of the table where I can't go janking up everything and eating all the pancakes. So really understand why you are making the decisions that you're making. Really be honest with yourself, which is another thing that I feel like people don't talk about with uh, successful weight loss and fitness is really being honest with yourself about why you're doing things, why you are self-sabotaging, or even acknowledging that you are self-sabotaging and getting out of the circle of doing it over and over again. Well, and part of that too, and part of uh, Walt Place, W-L-T Place, oh, yeah, Walt Place, Place, is really having other people 
examine what you're doing and how you're laying out your day and your and your plans and what you're you know what you're struggling with and having someone with fresh eyes come in and go like hey i see a pattern in what you're doing here could you change this one aspect how could you set yourself up for success because sometimes even with me i don't realize i'm doing something you know it just seems like oh well i i'm just living my life doing what i can yeah. but having an opportunity for a safe space to share what you're struggling with and being able to look at things in different ways is really helpful in a, in a safe environment with people who have been through it. Um, so that's a plug for Wilt Place. But I'm actually, it's it's a, I still have situations where people in the group will give me suggestions of things that I hadn't even considered. Yeah. Um, and it, because I, you know, I like to think I know it all. Oh, she does. I've like got an to answer think for she everything. knows it all. But, but honestly, uh, I'll say the name. It's Carla. Carla suggested I do something something uh, that I hadn't considered. And it actually really helped me see my situation differently. So uh, so check out Walt Place if you'd like. That's a plug for Walt Place. W-O-T Place. Walt Place. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, uh, you can see some things differently. And uh, I will link to the full article uh, from Dr. Boyce in the show notes uh, so you can read it yourself. But hopefully we have uh, walked you through some steps that can help you get out of your circle of mistakes. And another thing you can do to get out of your circle of mistakes is listen to all of our episodes, which are available wherever you found this one. And they are also always available on our website at weonlylookthin.com. And as I just plugged, if you're over at weonlylookthin.com, you can click on the link for join our support group and find out more about Wolt Place, W-O-L-T Place. It is a support group for women uh, based on Facebook. It's a place for accountability. It is not a weight loss plan. It is a place to share your struggles and successes with uh, other women who are werewolves just like you. Yes, indeed. Sometimes uh, meeting fellow werewolves helps you (laughs) understand that you're not alone in all of this. Also, uh, to feel less alone in this, you can interact with us on all of the socials. Uh, we are wherever you can find social media, except for the TikToks or the click clocks or whatever. But we're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook at We Only Look Thin. Yeah, I don't know if I have the, the TikTok thing is too much. I just I get very uh, overwhelmed. Well, we don't really do dances or anything, so yeah. I'm not sure TikToks, TikTok, TikTok, TikToks for us. Oh um, <laughs> you so can old. also. So go the old-fashioned route and email us uh, to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We love episode suggestions. We enjoy uh, hearing questions from you, which we will answer eventually. Uh, Maybe not right away, but we'll get there. And we appreciate hearing from you. And we also just love hearing that you are appreciative of us. And if you're feeling generous, you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. And not only does it help others find our podcast, it makes us feel great. And uh, as we approach our 200th episode. Yeah, next week. It's not spooky. Uh, But uh, we are at 495 star reviews. We would love to get to 500. Help us out. We're like NPR. Please, just five more colors. Yeah, you could be the 500. 100th reviewer on our show on Apple Podcasts. That would be great for you. Or um, if you don't feel like doing that, you could just tell somebody about the show. Uh, We really appreciate that too. Just say, hey, I listened to this great podcast that I think might be able to help you with what you're going through. You know, I mean, don't attack people about it, but. (laughs) But, you know, (laughs) 
if people are looking for something like us, just tell them about it. We appreciate it. So if you're still confused how to associate Taylor Swift, werewolves, and Britney Spears with weight loss, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are an inspiration The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program.